Hi everyone, this is Adi Sola Kindele. Welcome to Great Conversations of the HTMAM Kind, where I am having amazing banter with a lot of people who are self-enriched individuals about their millionaire journey. Today, I'm going to be chatting with Miguel Diaz. He's a real estate agent making waves in downtown San Diego. Early this year, Miguel became the primary agent for 41 West, one of San Diego's fine luxurious renovations. We're going to talk about life, business, and hopefully get some tips on real estate as a source of income. Welcome, Miguel. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thanks for inviting me here. I really appreciate it. Oh, man, the pleasure is all mine. I'm happy to have another great conversation with you. Likewise. And I like to get stuck in. And, you know, one thing I've noticed about you is that you're so young, you're so passionate about real estate. You know, can you, like, literally tell me, you know, how did you know this was your calling? Um, it, uh, it just kind of happened by chance. So... Uh, when I was in high school, I I wanted to. I used to work in social service, and I had this idea of following the the basic path to to politics. You know, to find a way to give back to my community. So through social service, um, you know, I eventually wanted to go to law school, become an attorney, and then you know <laughs> follow that path of eventually going into politics and finding a way that I'm able to impact my community. Um, however, uh, when I was uh, a senior in high school, I used to uh, work uh, part-time for my godfather, who was a real estate agent for Prudential California Realty, and his office happened to be across the street from my high school, so it was, you know, very easy for me to, you know, uh, you know, end the school day, cross the street, go over to his office, and, you know, do whatever it is that he asked me to do, and that... What he usually asked me to do was, you know, make some cold calls on his behalf, trying to get listings out there. Uh, he would do open houses on the weekends, and I'd go with him, and he'd make me door knock. A lot of the dirty work, a lot of the grunt work, a lot of the the stuff that nobody likes to do. <laughs> um, and um, and and that's how I. You know, I took my first step into the business, mm. um, was really learning the fundamentals and, and starting from literally the ground up. Um, I didn't I didn't at that time even know that real estate was going to be something that I do my entire adult career. Right. Um, since then, I haven't left it. But I've taken a, a couple of different journeys through through the industry um, prior to getting to where I'm at right now. Um, you know, so I, I started off as an assistant with him. And then when I was a. Uh, uh, 20, 21 years old, uh, aside from working part-time in real estate, I was still working part-time in social service mm -hmm. as well. And I was actually working at a coffee shop as well. So I'm just, wow, you know, everywhere, <laughs> just hustling, trying to make a penny and, and trying to find my way mm -hmm. through, through life. And, um, you know, but real estate was just something that was really exciting at the time because so I graduated in high school in 2001 and as many people know uh, the market was just taking off at mm. that time and so here I am this 17 18 19 year old kid and I'm surrounded by these 21 22 23 year old uh, you know uh, real estate agents and they're all making money mm. let's be real everybody was making money back then <laughs> but me as a kid you know I just got bit by the bug mm. you know the glitz and the glamour of mm. the industry um, and also uh, you know I found that I had a, a good teacher in my mm. godfather he was, he was very well liked very well respected um, and at that time he wasn't married so he was sort of my idol you know 
Yeah, 40-year-old dude, nice house, three cars, motorcycle, and I wanted to be just like him, you know. And so um, so I stuck to real estate. And then uh, out of 21 years old, uh, my, um, my brother-in-law, ex-brother-in-law, uh, was doing mortgages at the time. Oh. And so real estate at that time, um, it was a feeding frenzy. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody was getting loans. Um, and everybody was buying because the market was just taking off. You know, mm-hmm. you were able to buy a house and within one year make a ton of money, uh, you know, with values going up, mm-hmm. you gain equity. And, and people, you know, started cashing out or started flipping and buying two, three homes here and there. And so I got into the mortgage industry and I started working for a subprime lender called Syntex Home Equity. And uh, Syntex Home Equity was um, uh, located here in San Diego, but they were uh, nationwide, I believe. And uh, and, and that was my first taste into the financial side of of real estate. So um, I dove into that. I learned a lot. um, and, And from there... Uh, I was with Syntex Home Equity maybe for about one year, and then I went to go work for a broker uh, who was out of Arizona and was opening up an office in San Diego. So at that time, this was a very common thing. There was, uh, there was, you know, you have the big banks who are doing mortgages, mm-hmm. then you have the the uh, direct lenders, mm-hmm. is what they're called, you know, which is smaller smaller banks. Um, who were also lending out money, just like this broker. Um, except, uh, you know, as a broker, the difference is that when you're working with a direct lender is that you're giving away, you're, you're lending out your own money. As a broker, somebody inquires with me about wanting to purchase a home. I take an application, I get their information, and then based on their, you know, profile, I go and I shop their information to All different right. banks to see where I can find the best rate, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, and so I did that with uh, with the with the broker, which was called Infinity Funding. Okay. I believe they were out of Tucson, but we had an office here in Mission Valley. And while I was working with them, the market crashed. I mean, just, oh yeah, the bad one. <laughs> I mean, it, it was uh, it was mm. out of a movie. Oh, uh, wow. You know, I remember vividly. Uh, being this 22, 23-year-old kid, actually had just gotten married. I just had a kid, or my kid was on the way. And, uh, you know, and I remember walking into the office one day, and the first big bank that I can remember that fell was called New Century Mortgage, and I believe they were based out of Irvine. Mm. And so uh, this... uh, you know this bank shuts down and everybody's asking a million questions as to mm. what is going on and uh, nobody really understands it at that point mm. um, and then it felt like every day after that another bank was closing then another bank was oh, closing wow. and this is directly affecting my business because mm. I'm lending. lending you know I'm not even a real estate agent at this point mm. I'm a mortgage consultant quote unquote right <laughs> and so uh, and so this is directly affecting the way that I make money so you can imagine my level of anxiety mm. I just bought a place mm. you know I just got married I just had a kid I'm 23 years old oh wow so you're also like personally affected as well oh yeah oh, I wow. mean it was uh, uh, but you know, it, it was 
it was stress, but it was stress in the sense of not understanding what's happening around me. Mm, mm, um, mm. And so, uh, and so after a couple months of trying to hang on with this company, um, you know, most of the employees, actually all of the employees other than the office manager all had quit. They wow. all saw the writing on the wall or they all ran out of money and they all went back to doing what it is that they did before uh, doing real estate or, you know, just decided to dive into a completely different industry because there was no more money to be made. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, it's me and this office manager and um, me just really trying to figure out what to do without, you know, any sense of direction because, you know, let me remind you, this is all I've been doing for, you know, since I was basically 17, 17. you know, and I knew that with the wife and kid that working in a coffee shop was just not going to cut it, mm. you know, and so, um, so, uh, and not to mention Infinity Funding was about to close anyway, mm. you know, um, I don't know how thin the owner was spread but you know again being out of tucson and trying to open satellite <laughs> offices and now there's no business that that office i think shut down months after i left um but during those last that last month that i was with that company uh a gentleman at another broker office um came by to recruit me uh because he was working with um a gold mine of a real estate office. He was doing all of the loans for a real estate office in National City, which mm -hmm. is actually where I'm from. Holla. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Um, nice. And so it, he, he, what he saw was that I spoke Spanish and I knew what I was talking about. Gosh. And this office uh, was dealing with a lot of Hispanic, Mexican, oh, American nice. buyers. Mm -hmm. And he needed somebody to speak English mm -hmm. basically to translate, translate, you know, to help him out. And so he had this very small office in in National City, and I went to go work for him, and things were still in chaos mm. uh, with the market, uh, with this particular individual um, was not doing well, mm. and my income and my fate was tied to him. Mm. And so uh, it, it ended up not working out with him uh, for a variety of reasons, but the... The broker of this company, uh, his name is Carlos Aguilar, uh, was um, uh, reached out to me and he said, hey, we're going to close up this office that you have. There's another one in Chula Vista in Eastlake and you're welcome to work out of that one. Oh, wow. Um, you know, and so I said, okay, you know, I, I didn't know what else to do. So I went to the office in Eastlake and uh, I believe the main office for the whole company was in Del Mar. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was a mixture of real estate agents and uh, loan officers. Nice. And I, I believe they were pretty big. I went up to that office a couple times. Mm -hmm. uh, but within a couple months of being in Eastlake, um, uh, they shut that one down as well. Oh, wow. So, you know, I just got to this new office and, and the market's still, t you know, free-falling. Mm. And, uh, you know, I understand it from an owner's point of view mm -hmm. that, you know. You're going it, through it as well. Yeah, you know, everybody's going mm. through it. And, mm. and I feel like I'm just being kicked from like one end to the other, you so, know. So if you don't mind me asking you, how were you able to stay positive with everything that was going on? I mean, <laughs> new dad, you know, just got married, you know, the, the, you know, the downturn, the economy, you have your house, probably lost value as well. Oh, and yeah. you're in that industry as well. Yeah. Like, how were you able to just stay positive and keep at it and keep, you know, keep work, keep being in real estate? 
That's a great question. <laughs> and I don't know. Oh, I wow. don't know. I think that uh, I've always been sort of the happy-go-lucky, okay. uh, look at the brighter side, you know, what's positive here um, type of guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Although there was nothing positive about the market <laughs> then. Honestly, um, it was a... maybe because I didn't know how to do anything else, Mm. you know. Um, But it really clicked for me shortly after that office closed down because, um, uh, you know, he, uh, Carlos actually took me aside. He says, hey, we're shutting down this office. We're going to consolidate the one in Del Mar or we're splitting, we're going to open up another office with a new name, we're going to take some of the agents from Del Mar and some of the ones from Chula Vista. Not everybody's coming, but I'm extending the invitation to you if you want to come to this office in Mission Valley, we'll call it Axia Real Estate. And he said to me, if you can make it through this, huh. this these hard times where you know it's at its lowest, mm-hmm. just imagine how great you'll do when things are up. Yeah. And believe me, things will be up because real estate works in cycles. And so, you know, that that sort of just struck with me, you yeah. know. And, um, and I wanted uh, to prove to many people uh, that I was able to succeed in this business mm-hmm. because I knew a lot of people that left the industry. And everybody told me to leave the industry. Mm. My mom told me to leave oh the industry. God, yeah. But that's mom being mom. Yeah, exactly. Right? Family. <laughs> mom just saying, you know, wanting the best, the best for, for me. you. And, and, and um, you know, and, uh, and, and that's hard. It's hard when the people around you love you and they're telling you out of a good place and mm. out of love you know, telling you that, hey, maybe you should do something else because it doesn't look like this is going to change anytime soon. Mm. Um, and I heard it from from everyone. And and I just didn't listen. I just, something inside of me said, stick with do it. this, stick with it. And, you know, I knew that I had a phenomenal mentor and mm-hmm. teacher at that time that mm-hmm. if I just did what he told me, mm-hmm. that I was going to be okay. Oh, wow. And so... You know, I think a, a big part of it is also just, you know, naturally having this this uh, positive attitude. It, it really is everything. Yeah. You know, the moment you allow negativity uh, into your mind, it consumes you. And then it's a downward spiral oh, yes. from there. I mean, and the market was already spiraling. <laughs> I didn't need my self-esteem and my confidence to spiral. Good. You know, God knows where I'd be at that point. Mm-hmm. But... But it was just belief, belief in myself that that I could do this, you know, and um, and so I stuck it out, and it was still hard. It didn't even get easier after that. Mm. After that, I um, I moved into the office in Mission Valley. Carlos had a big meeting with all the agents and all the staff, and said, "Hey, we need to prepare ourselves. The market's about to change." He had gone through a a down market in the 90s, dealing with short sales. I don't know so much about foreclosures, but there were short sales. And he said, this is what the market's going to be, you know. And so who wants to learn how to do them? And nobody raised their hand, but I raised my hand. Oh, good. And I figured that, you know, this was... um, I had nothing to lose at that point. I had already lost everything, Mm. Um, you know. um, I think actually at that point... When we moved into Mission Valley, no, not yet. um, uh, I ended up actually getting divorced. Mm. You know, uh, the market took a big 
hit on my relationship, you know, as it did for a yeah, lot of people. people. Financial stress, uh, you know, puts a lot of it happens. It, it happens it on happens. in a lot of relationships, yes, you know, yeah. and then and I was uh, I was no exception. Yeah. Um, and so we moved into the Mission Valley office, and uh, you know. Carlos taught me how how to do a short sell mm. and they're very uh, tedious they're not I wouldn't say very complicated I'd say a person with organization mm-hmm. and, and incredible follow-up skill mm-hmm. can can do it but uh, they were unpredictable because mm. each short sell you're dealing with a different bank essentially what you what I'm doing is I'm approaching the bank who's holding the mortgage on the home and I'm saying hey listen you're owner, your client, can no longer afford this home, I need you to accept less money for than what they're paying for. Mm. And in order to do so, I had to present to them a short sale package showing financial hardship. Mm. So, you know, people were not just allowed to walk away from the homes or to short sell their homes. I mean, you know, they had to show the bank that maybe there was a loss of income, mm. um, you know, whatever, whatever hardship yeah, they may like, have. Sure. But it was up to me to convince the bank that there's a true hardship going on. Hmm. You know, please allow them to short sell the property rather than just losing it via yeah. a foreclosure. So, um, so, you know, I'm dealing with Bank of America. I'm dealing with Wells Fargo. I'm dealing with Chase. I'm dealing hmm. with WAMU. Hmm. And every bank has a different process and so I am having to you know adjust and learn and 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 um, you know and work at the bank's pace as well Um, in many situations I'd send a financial package a hardship package in and then I'm calling two weeks later to follow up and they're like oh we never received it so here I go you know having to resubmit it having to wait two more weeks there were short sale scenarios uh, transactions that you know, some, if I was lucky, took 90 days to close. Oh, wow. Um, but there was one in particular that took 18 months to close. 18 months of a year? 18 oh, months. Oh, wow. And That's some resilience. Yeah. And if, you know, I don't know, maybe I made six grand on the deal. But oh, if you wow. take six grand and you divide that by months. 18 months, I'm making pennies, you know. And so that's just the way it worked, you know. And so my my strategy was to... Uh, work with real estate agents who were getting these listings mm. who either didn't have the time or didn't want to sit behind a desk and mm. a phone and follow up, follow up, follow up with the banks, um, you know, and in and instead what they did is you know they hired me mm. and so I ended up taking 25% of the deal okay. you know to do basically I'm processing is mm. what I'm doing mm. and so um, so so that's how I kept my head above water. Mm. I did a short sale here for that person. I did a short sale over there. So before I knew it, you know, I had a pipeline of other people's short sales, but I was making a cut on all of them. Mm. And so, so that's what I did for several years. And then when the market started turning, uh, Carlos had a conversation with me and saying it's time that you finally get your license. Yay. You know? and, Yay. Uh, and, Good stuff. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> you, uh, you know because again the market was changing, mm. and I'm just trying to take direction. Yeah, and, the next step. You know, and um, and so I did. So um, I did some online classes. You know, I, I had a lot of experience at this point. Mm. I think that I ended up getting my license when I was maybe twenty. 
25, 26, oh, wow. I want to say. Okay. Um, but building up all of this experience already from from 17, I, I knew a you lot, you know? Did. And not only that, I knew a lot about real estate, mm-hmm. the transaction, and I knew a lot finance. about the finance, you know? So I'm pretty well-rounded at this point. I just didn't have the license. Hmm. So, you know, here I am thinking I'm just going to kill this test. <laughs> And nope, I fail it. Oh, wow, wow. <laughs> I fail the test because, as you and I were just talking about, yeah. I have this thing called uh, uh, analyzation, or what did I say? Analysis. Analysis paralysis yes, exactly. is what, I, what, mm. what it's called. And so I would go into uh, taking these tests, mm. and I was the last one to leave because I would go back and I would go reread every single question, and then I'm second guessing myself. Oh. And uh, and so I failed it the first time. I had to wait a couple weeks, mm. and then uh, I took it again, and I did the same thing, and oh, I wow. failed it again. And um, you know, I was pretty discouraged at this point. Oh. You know, I'm thinking like, uh, you know, is this worth it? You know, it's it, you second guess yourself. You know, when, well, when you things are not going so your, much. Your way. Yeah, and, and that was you it. Know. You know, and fortunately, um, I had a great group of. Uh, of uh, support you know in the office really because personally friendships and family they just they're they're almost pulling out their own hair wondering why I'm still doing real estate you know when so many of their friends got out of the business you know and 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 it's just it's not looking positive Um, but my my associates and my peers within the office uh, you know Carlos his son Alex was you know such a big supporter of mine and and really, I give basically all credit of any success I have now, or if I ever do have any bigger success or more success, I mean, I owe it to them because mm-hmm. they just, you know, encouraged me and supported me uh, in so many ways mm-hmm. that I am forever indebted to them. Um, and I had a couple friends in my office as well, Marina and Vanessa, who, you know, just kept pushing me and pushing me and pushing me. And I'm like everybody's little brother, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. I'm the youngest mm-hmm. one in the office. and. And, you know, I just really, it was a really good environment uh, for me, mm. um, you know, to be in such a supportive uh, situation. Okay. So I ended up um, taking the test finally a third time. Oh, wow. And I went in you passed, there. right? I did. But, you know, I went with a different mentality. Oh, I went in there and I just, I was... I, I was actually the first one to leave that room. Wow, well done. <laughs> awesome. Because I didn't second guess myself, good, you know. I good. just uh I just said, you know, whatever, man. I'll just Screw answer it. I'll answer what, whatever comes to mind first and good. then it, you know You knew your stuff, yeah, come on. And I'll leave it, you know, in the universe's hands. Okay. You know? And so we um so 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 yeah, so I passed the test and then I went on to being a uh, a full time agent. Oh, wow. Well, you know what? There's so much that you said that I've learned <laughs> as well. Um, and to be honest, like, you know, you, you mastered yourself, you educated yourself, you had a mentor, which is so important, and you were mm-hmm. open to learning, and you took an opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, when no one raised their hand, you did. Yeah. And to me, that's, you know, these are the things I'm trying to share about the hash ATMAM journey, that there are certain things that you have to be ready for, and just marry what you know, which is literally what you did. Yeah. And your mind shift helped you pass that exam. Yeah. You know, the third time, you, you changed how you looked at things. Absolutely. And you let go of that control. Yeah. You know, and then just, you know, like, you knew you owned it, and then you, you know, you basically, basically pass your test eventually. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) 
All right, so you know this is like great stuff for Miguel. We're going to come back pretty soon, and we're going to get the upside of his career because mm-hmm. you know we've heard a lot of things that happen, but this is just teaching you how to stick with it and 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 just stay with it so that you know you are always winning. Welcome back to Great Conversations of the Hash HTMA Kind. We're still here with Miguel, and right now we're going to hear about the upside of his career. So, Miguel, just tell me, like, in the last year, what's happened, you know, and how did you get here? I mean, you're, 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 you're the primary agent for one of the luxurious apartments that's just been renovated, and, um, you know, we're talking penthouses. Like, you know, from where you were at, you know, in the last year, how did you get here? Um hard work (laughs) (laughs) of course you know and and a lot of uh resilience and um you know we uh about so you know my my niche my specialty is the downtown market Mm. um i moved into the downtown market about five years ago um so i'm 34 right now and um for a long time while i was at the uh the previous company, Axia, I had attempted to break into this market because there was just something so exciting about being in downtown and the high rises. It's sexy. It's it's fast. You wanted it. <laughs> yeah, you know, and and it, it's uh, you know, in my age, you know, it was like craving that, you know, because uh, it was getting a little bit stale, uh, a little bit slow and boring. You know, having to go, you know to North County, South County, East County, which no disrespect to them, they're all very great neighborhoods. Not you, it's but not you. it wasn't it wasn't a a market that got me excited. Mm. And so mm. um, you know, so I wanted to break into the downtown market. Unfortunately at that time it wasn't the right time. And so uh, about four or five years ago, um, uh, you know, my divorce had finalized and mm. I needed a change and mm. here was my opportunity to you know to basically uh, start fresh elsewhere and so I moved into the downtown area I happen to live in Bankers Hill mm-hmm. uh, on the low end uh, by Little Italy mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. technically I'm still considered 92101 mm-hmm. um, and uh, so when I moved into the area now I was even closer to downtown now mm-hmm. I am in downtown yes. right now yes. I'm like okay feel now, feel now, the vibe. now I can touch it yes and so <laughs> so I, I, I had planned my uh, you know, not planned, but I, I was starting to to think about how how can I now be here all the time? All right. And you know, where my current office at that time it was in Mission Valley. It's too difficult trying to drive into downtown, find parking, mm-hmm. get to know all of the buildings. Mm-hmm. And I knew that if I wanted to work in downtown, I had to be here all the time. And so, by odd chance, uh, I'm at the park one day here. Uh, in in downtown at Waterfront Park and I met this gentleman who was already doing business here in downtown he was working on his own and uh, you know we just had very similar energy uh, smart guy um, really doing already the things that I wanted to do and he offered to you know to bring me in he was a broker uh, and he offered to bring me in and teach me the things that he had taught me and, you know, help me, you know, get into the market. Mm. And so we um, 
we we met over the course of a few weeks and we talked about you know what our goals were and they just aligned and mm -hmm. so we went into into um, I guess business together a, a situation together where we were gonna try to make our own name mm -hmm. you know um, and and um, and so that's what we did and so I left my company and this man who was working on his own was working out of his house so I started working out of his house his apartment in a high-rise which is actually pretty inspiring mm. to come to walk into this you know 10th floor ocean view you know apartment and um, and we were working out of there for Gosh, I'd say a couple, a year and a half, maybe. And this is downtown San Diego. And this is in downtown San Diego. Mm -hmm. And so I started working with him and then, you know, uh, just got to work. Did you form you a know? company together? Uh, yeah. So it was called uh, Downtown Condo Guys. That's a cool name. Um, yeah, yeah. So it was very... Uh, <laughs> very, very what you're doing. Yeah. In, in, uh, you know, I, to be quite honest, in the beginning, I thought it was a little gimmicky. But it, it just had it a certain on. ring to it. Mm -hmm. And people, like, are curious about it. And mm -hmm. it just works, you mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. um, and so, and again, like, I wasn't the owner broker. And so it wasn't my call. But mm. at the end of the day, like, it ended up working. And so we ran with it. Mm -hmm. And so we, we, you know, we started building this company uh, together just him and I working back to back out of his apartment and you know from him and I it turned into hiring uh, one of my my friends was working in real estate as well and he was All our right. first quote so unquote, agent you know okay. so we started expanding just a little bit and um, at that point when when he came on board uh, we we you know we couldn't all fit in his apartment so right. we we found some space in little italy uh at a co-working uh okay. co-share space called desk hub and we just set up shop there and mm. so we started working out of there and um and, and and just got to work i mean nothing nothing special other than uh, you know, hitting the pavement every single day. It was a right. new market to learn. Mm -hmm. The buildings in downtown are all very unique and they're all very different and there's different amenities and there's different, uh, you know, association uh, dues associated with them. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's a different product. Okay. I, I quickly learned that what is happening in downtown is far different from working in the suburbs or working anywhere else in San Diego. So, you know, the I was taught to, it's funny because we tease them about this, it's street by street, you know, we were learning uh, literally every block by block of, you know, what are these buildings, what are the names, who are the architects, when were they built, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, which is the only way to really become a true expert, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Is to learning mm -hmm. the product of course, yes. and, and learning it Your in that way. Mm -hmm. And so and so I did and I did that uh, for a long time. Mm -hmm. And and now I can confidently say that I could walk down really any street here in downtown San Diego and if you point out a building I know everything about it. Mm -hmm. You know, but that that just came from from uh, doing it every day. Yeah, I mean, self-education is a big thing, you mm -hmm. know, for me. I, um, I mean, I, I credit the fact that I, I have my own first degree, but what I, I do now is stuff I have picked up on my own based on my interests and following through. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what you've done. You, yeah. you, you've, you picked up your niche, downtown San Diego. Yeah. You I mean, for you to, like, I, I know that if I call you now, <laughs> you can tell me where to park. And that's like a big, right. big tip for me. <laughs> you know, you're like, okay, where are you this going to show up? Uh, yeah, and I, I like that, you know, yeah. and that's great. And you can literally tell me, like, what is going to work for me based on my goals, right. you know, real estate, and then what wouldn't in downtown San Diego, yeah. you know. And 
that is something that a lot of people won't get in a classroom. <laughs> no, no, they won't. You have to feel it. You have to be with it, and you living. Yeah. In, you know. What in touches here as you? Well. Said you have to feel it, and yeah. and I feel that because of the passion that I had for downtown, <laughs> it, it really didn't feel like work. Oh, yes. You know, there's obviously days where you don't want to get up and you don't want to do it, but but your your natural curiosity and passion for what it is that you're doing is going to naturally push you to, to do more or learn more. And you need that. You yes. need that because if, if you don't have that, then it just becomes another job and you hate your life and you don't want to, you know, get up in the morning and you don't want to go to work. And so I'm very lucky. I'm very lucky that I found real estate at such a young age and I'm very lucky that it turned out to be something that I was good at. Mm-hmm. And then I just sharpened it, you know, from there, my mm-hmm. skills, my everything mm-hmm. um, and, and my knowledge, you know. And so, um, you know, it, it, it helps when when um when you're naturally in love with what yes. you do you i like know? that naturally in love with what you do that that's really cool so miguel we've covered like your 20s mm-hmm. and you're in your 30s yeah. right now i'd like to know you know how did you get here right now mm-hmm. and then where are you going mm-hmm. uh, that's a great question <laughs> <laughs> uh so um Six months ago, mm-hmm. now because now we're in July. Six months ago, I decided to leave that company that I was. Okay. Um, Your partnership. The partnership that I started with, um, you know, when I turned thirty, I was twenty nine, thirty years old, um, because uh, I finally just uh, felt like I was in a, at a point where I wanted to do things my way. Mm-hmm. I felt like you know I've been doing this since I was seventeen. I I don't know everything, but I do know a lot. I can stand on my own two feet. Mm-hmm. I've I've now uh, you know hit the pavement for four years learning my market. I feel like I'm an expert now, um, and you know I wanted now to be truly my own boss. Although in real estate, I guess everybody's sort of their own boss, yeah. but they have their own brokers and you know mm-hmm. they're under umbrellas. Um, but now I wanted uh, to do business you know my way. Um, you know I'm in a very unique position where. I when I started in real estate, I was learning from these old school people, learning the fundamentals. Mm-hmm. My godfather and you know Carlos and and some other agents in the office. So I learned how to do the fundamentals, um, the old way, which is great because you 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 need fundamentals. Yes. But here I am crossing over into this era where, uh, you know, I have. GPS on my phone where when I first started this is crazy because I, I, I you know I, in a way it makes me feel old but in a way I'm like well, I'm not that old We're but not. you know I, I kid you not one of the uh, agents when I was doing short sales asked me to map out a property tour on a Thomas guide what yeah and so a Thomas guide for those that are younger oh my gosh it's a book of I maps. know it maps yeah and uh, I had to make zero, uh, copies of the of the maps and then I had to like highlight oh wow you know the route that we were going on hmm. and that's crazy because <laughs> now I'm at a point where I just type in the address on my the phone, phone you know so there's out. this weird gap gap but this amazing <laughs> bridge of seeing how business was done in the past you know even like mentioning fax machines <laughs> which is crazy because I can't remember the last time I used the fax machine everything I do it I scan email, email. from my phone mm-hmm. you know and so so anyway <laughs> I, you know so you know there's there's uh, now now I'm at an age where I, I have this knowledge but I'm, I'm young enough to embrace technology 
Okay. You know, and so it's so, part of your brand now. Oh, you absolutely. Know? So you moved from the partnership to creating, you know, what we're what we'll call, you know, Miguel's brand. Yeah. You know, what is that looking like right now? I mean, like I, I like I know you have a great deal here with Forty One West, and um, I'm looking forward to like what else you've got in store. Yeah. You know, you just launched this awesome video on Instagram, and I'm like, whoa, Thank yes, you. this is like it. This is the next step. You yeah. know, I mean, like how would you describe this moment right now that you're in and you know as i said i really want to know we're going to be doing your 40s man you know what's yeah, going on yeah. like uh you know well you know the moment that i'm in right now is just um i'm walking around with a lot of confidence in my own ability yeah, nice. in in my knowledge mm-hmm. um and, and the confidence doesn't come from anything other than experience yes you know the fact that i've been doing this since technically I was 17 years old, mm-hmm. you know, has has allowed me to be in a position today where I feel like I'm an expert. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, if I had if I had given up or done anything else, I wouldn't be here. But because I just persevered and believed in myself and believed in what I was doing, it allowed me to get to a position where um, I can stand on my own two feet. Mm-hmm. So you know, now I'm working on. Uh, building my own name and building my own brand and letting people know that you know I'm here and I'm in downtown and I'm an expert mm-hmm. uh, you know in buying selling and even renting because mm-hmm. I did a lot of rentals in the in the past few years because there's an actual market for it mm-hmm. in downtown mm-hmm. um, and so you know uh, and I was talking to you just a little bit earlier mm-hmm. about how you know for a very long time I had there's the insecurities of wanting to put my name on anything mm. um, you know mm. or my face on anything mm. because I didn't feel like I was ready and there was the mm. fear of failure that mm. if I if I start calling myself you know the Miguel Diaz <laughs> company and then it, it, it it's your name down, it's my name mm. you know but but now I, I flipped the script where now I think about how you know everything that I've done for the past 15 plus years has been for another company mm. and so here I am Do at the beginning you. of this year and I have nothing to show uh, you know mm. the value and the experience mm. that, that I that I bring to the table and so now I gladly put my name on anything yes. because now You're in control yeah because I'm in control mm. but also because I'm just I feel like I'm at a point I don't yeah. know how else to describe it um, where where I'm confidently want to put my name on everything and I want there to be no mistake that this is my work. Yes, I, I completely get what you're saying. I think I mentioned this to you like, you know, the first time we met, uh, second time we met actually, mm-hmm. and it was the same problem I, I had. Mm-hmm. I literally was hiding behind my brands for years. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I did I, video, I mean, I have done corporate videos, yeah. you know, globally and I was refusing to be in front of the camera. Yeah. Meanwhile, my brand to move forward required that I changed my perspective and I had to now not just hide behind my brand mm-hmm. but stand behind it literally stand beside it and defend like look this is it this is me right and you know I completely feel how you're going I mean I'm, I'm 36 I'm just two years you know we're just two years off and yeah. it's it's funny that we you know we have that similar thing going on and, and I wonder why sometimes why are we afraid yeah. what, we're, we're so good at what we do yeah why can't we just you know you know present it like here it is and I feel that that's the gap between being very successful mm-hmm. and just cutting it mm-hmm. literally you know when you're like you know what I know my stuff. I know mm-hmm. my shit. I'm gonna own it, and I'm and I'm going to you know let the world see what I have to bring. Yeah. And that's exactly what you like. When I saw that video, I just it was like I just I was clapping to you know <laughs> in the room by myself. I was just like that because 
it was I'm so proud of that I, video. Oh, <laughs> man I'm proud of it too it was everything like everything that you, you, you everything you've gone through where you're going what you are now what is ne- you know it was so enticing I just wanted to like oh, where's the next one coming out yeah literally and you could see you, I mean when you told me you took two months to do that it was yeah. evident because that's how long it takes to do a really good video yeah. editing the music the yeah. way you were able to cut each scene to match the sound mm-hmm. you know I'm big on that mm-hmm. and it was you know it was just like I'm like you know what we need people like you because people need to see that it's got to change. You can't. The old school ain't working no more. No. And you know, you doing what you were doing, doing this boutique style. Mm-hmm. You know, that's fresh for this kind of area that matches what downtown really is. Mm-hmm. It's, it, for me, that's amazing. Thank you. Um, we're gonna be coming right back again, and this time we're gonna be tying Miguel with my hash HTMAM goals. Welcome back, guys. So next, you know, Miguel is going to help me out with one of my primary hash HTMAM goals. I have shared with Miguel that my goal is to, you know, basically own my own block of apartments slash condos in four years. You know, and based on where I am now, it might seem like, oh, that's far-fetched. But, you know, for, for just, not just for me, but for anyone else, Miguel, that's, that has the same goal. Mm-hmm. And it has like a time, you know, a timeline to do it in. Based on your experience and, you know, what would you say? You know, is San Diego somewhere I should be looking at or should be looking out of state to start building my portfolio where it's more affordable? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, San Diego should be my, like, my final target. You know, what, what, what would you say to me? Like, what, what, how do you think I can get this goal done? Because that's very important to me. Lease, flip, commercial, developer, all the above. Which ones? Yeah. Um, I think that... Uh San Diego is it's funny because I live here now but San Diego is sort of like the end game mm. in my head oh I like that um, where and the reason being is because it's expensive like let's be real mm-hmm. California in general is expensive I just got back from San Francisco and, and I was in an Uber and they were showing me I was in like Pacific Heights or something and the guy they, my Uber driver was like oh yeah these are 20 million dollar homes and you know a 20 million dollar home in san francisco because the view is incredible Mm. um we'd probably maybe in the four million dollar range in san diego oh wow but that's different it's it's quite it's huge difference (laughs) but you know there's it's different landscapes and it's different Mm. markets and you know we all know with silicon valley yeah has already impacted that area it's Mm. a different it's it's a different economy really Mm. um but you know for me uh san diego is is where the dream home, the forever home, mm. um, is gonna be for mm. me. Um, and so um, I, I believe that, you know, to invest, to make money, um, you're probably gonna have to go elsewhere. Mm. Um, it's not to say that there's not areas of California. I mean, there's always, you know, the Imperial Valley, you know, there's areas out there where it's much more affordable. However, the quality of life is not as, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but the quality of life is, it's a little bit harsher with the weather. Mm. It's dry, it's mm. high. Mm. Um, you know, it's not as developed, obviously, as it is mm-hmm. when you get closer to the ocean it makes me sound like such an elitist huh? <laughs> no it's okay Let, it's, it's, you're being real so that's alright but you know and so so yeah if you're looking for opportunity mm-hmm. um, then you probably have to go elsewhere and there's a couple ways of looking at opportunity in real estate you mm-hmm. know there's there the 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 million dollar question or you know the golden question that I get always 
uh, in real estate is you know is the market too high when is it going to come low because everybody wants to buy low and everybody wants to sell high mm. and, you know that that's ideally where everybody wants to be um, but it doesn't always work that way mm -hmm. and it's very hard to time you know what is the peak and what is you know the the, the lowest uh, that a market's gonna gonna drop a lot of it's just speculation and you know from one day to the next things can happen the market can shift in a matter of three months which is something actually we've seen recently mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, here where you know um, in downtown alone you know I feel like last year there was there wasn't a lot of inventory and now there's this huge influx of inventory oh, now wow. in downtown so everything's supply and demand um, but the price points in California are just much higher than you know most parts of the nation yeah. and so uh, you know with so investors that yeah exactly <laughs> so you know investors that I've spoken to or that I know of uh, are looking in areas like Texas Texas has always mm. been a state where uh, you know people move to uh, because the cost of living is less mm. and the price point the housing market is much less I can't say too much about Texas because I only know California oh, yeah. but I, I people that I work with uh, that I know are are you know have your goals mm -hmm. your same goals are these are that's one of the markets that they're looking at Arizona um, it depends you yeah. know um, actually I see a lot of zonies we call them <laughs> moving to San Diego oh wow um, I think that Arizona was a really hot market when when um, uh, you know uh, before the crash mm -hmm, happened mm -hmm. uh, I think that Phoenix and Tucson and Tempe and all those areas were were fast uh, quickly developing and so a lot of people flocked out there and then the market crashed and then it sort of stopped mm. um, but you know it's definitely cheaper than California or cheaper than San Diego um, you know I've heard investors talk about Ohio I've heard investors talk about Tennessee mm. I've heard investors talk about uh, South Carolina yeah. as well and so, you know, there there's a lot of opportunity throughout the country. It's just a matter of doing research. Okay. You know, I think that's really what it comes down to. And then also identifying as to, you know, how you want to make money. Because mm. you can go look for property where it's dirt cheap, mm -hmm. um, you know, and and there's potential for, for growth. Mm. You know, where you can buy at a very low price and you can hold it and you can rent it. Um, you know, and, and if if you make the right choice, then you know you can eventually sell it. You know, once it's gained equity. I mean, you just told me about one that you're doing right now. Yeah. So you know, um, like okay, for, for being just simply Shola, yeah, Shola, just me by myself. Would you? This is something I always just think about. Would you think that um, planning a cooperative that is like some like a group of young people like myself mm -hmm. decide to do redevelopment, you mm -hmm. know, for instance, you know, have a building and then, you know, get the per permissions and change it into accommodation because we have a problem with accommodation, mm -hmm. you know, here in, in, in San Diego, mm -hmm. you know, and you literally can't build any more in the city. Yeah. You either have to break down and build up, right. you know, I mean, next is National City, you can't, it can't even expand, right. you know, anymore. And then we have obviously Chula Vista mm -hmm. and San Isidro and then, you know, then there's the border. So it's like, you know, when you're looking at something like that for an area that's expensive, I feel that that's where, you know, it's more profitable to look at, you know, 
to go doing redevelopments mm-hmm. as such and then creating accommodation in that sense mm-hmm. if if a group of people were looking to do that here in San Diego would that literally be something that would work could you would you be able to work with a group of people like that yeah it's definitely possible just competition is high mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and so you know my suggestion is that if anybody's looking to get into uh, investing or you know redevelopment or flipping houses is go work for somebody that's already doing, doing it. it okay you know much like how I got into the business I worked for free I didn't make a lot of money I maybe made a little bit of money here and there um, you know even into me initially jumping into this position with 41 West where I, I, I've been in in the very beginning you know I've, I've been working for free because it's new development and something that I didn't know and something that I wanted to learn. Mm-hmm. So I take that approach and I always encourage everyone to take the approach of like, listen, Study if, there's, if there's anything you want to learn, go sit, go talk to somebody or go work for somebody that's already doing, doing it, it, you know, and just sit there and listen and do everything they ask you to do because okay. that's the only way that you're going to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's... Um, you know, we're we're talking about thousands and thousands, in some cases, hundreds of thousands of dollars of money, and and you know, you don't you want to make the right choices. minimal mistakes. Yeah, okay. you know, I understand. and so so find those that that are willing to teach, mm-hmm. and find those that are already having success. So see, that's the thing. How do you find? You've been lucky, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but how do you find people who are willing to teach and literally, like you know, not handhold you, but literally be your mentor and guide uh-huh. in doing something? Like, doing, for instance, my goal is is people will see it as massive. I really don't. I tend to shrink my goals in my head so I can achieve them easily. Yeah. You know, how do I? Someone, how does would someone like me find someone like that to do it? Is it literally just walk into an office or LinkedIn or what? What would you suggest? Well, I'd say. Um you know, if you driving by and you see a project, you mm-hmm. know, if it's in development, usually they're hanging their banners out there mm-hmm. um, and you know who are the people that are involved with the project. Mm-hmm. And I mean, be proactive and, okay. and, you know, go knock on their door and go, you know, and start asking questions and ask them if they need an intern or ask them if there's anything that you can do to help for free. Because here's what's going to happen. You're going to start adding value. Uh, you know to them and you want to position yourself where you know they can't live without you and, you know and at that point you know you may be able to make some money okay. uh, but but certainly be proactive about it you know google it drive around the neighborhoods that you like um, and just you know see what's happening out there oh. research it um, and but don't 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 just settle for anyone yeah. because you know you you want to be excited about the people yes. that you're working yes. with or who you're working for. Um, you know, my I, I have I I work with Forty One West, which is a project in mm-hmm. development, and I truly feel and believe so much in this project that I feel like there's nothing like it in downtown. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's it's uh, it's so unique, and I think that the quality is head and shoulders above all the other buildings in downtown. Um, well, that's you know, a massive I, statement. Yeah, you know, and and not and and you know, I've been able to you know to build a relationship with the developer and hearing his story of how he got to where he's at uh, inspires me. You know, and so inspiration creates more inspiration. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, it does. And so um, you know, and I seeked him out. You know, mm-hmm. I I walked by that building 
every day. I'm literally giving you advice that I've taken myself. Yeah. You know, it, that building is located just blocks from my house. And I used to walk by when it was a hole in the ground. I used wow. to walk by when it was a Chinese restaurant before oh, the Oh, wow. And I used to go get coffee. And then they started developing mm. it. And I knew somebody that was involved with the project. And we would have conversations about it. Um, and then I was, you know, introduced to to the developer and, you know, and we just talked about it and we connected and he saw some sort of value in me and I was invited to, you know, to, to share my opinion and my ideas about the building and then I just created value and, you know, and now I get to sit at the table with them and talk about uh, this building and, and you know, uh, help in my own way uh, develop it. Mm-hmm. And so... But I, I, I literally did that. You know, it, I walked around, which is something I do all the time because mm-hmm. I gain inspiration from looking at architecture. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's a here's a, a specific situation where I walked by one and I knocked on the door and they opened the door <laughs> and now I'm having dinner with them. Oh, you know nice. what I mean? Yes, I, I, I <laughs> you know, that's aside from the cultural, you know, and that that we have there, but you you sharing what you have done mm-hmm. that is working mm-hmm. is it says tons obviously yeah. you know not just about like your your experience and everything but about who you are as a person and in the journey that you're going on and then you're you're i mean you're surpassing a lot of people who have been here for <laughs> years come on man like you know you're in your 30s you're thriving you have one of the most amazing buildings you know you know according to you but also according to the pictures i've seen <laughs> as well on you know on the internet and it's 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 very exciting so guys we're gonna wrap up here for now and then we're gonna come back and miguel is gonna give us his three top tips um in life you know you you gotta hear this so we're back again with miguel and this time you know He's going to literally give us his top three tips in life. You know, I'm so excited because he's educated not just me, but you all and about jumping in. You know, it's it, we've had such an amazing conversation. There are so many nuggets that you guys can take away, you know, including myself. And I'm going to be doing some work, you know, as soon as we're done with this episode. So, Miguel, top three tips in life that, you know, have really impacted you and you know would impact others. Um they're all going to be very cliche <laughs> oh, well, yeah whatever it works you know, you know uh, that's, that's but uh good. you know my uh my mother always taught me uh you know to show up every day and um that's something that that i did i don't know how else to um to play it but uh you know whether i was sick or hungover because you know who doesn't like to go out and have a drink uh <laughs> but you know when you got things to do and responsibilities and bills to pay and children to take care of and you know family to take care of um you know you got to get to work Mm -hmm. and there is no substitution for work Mm. you know and and doing the work leads to to everything else and so you you have to have this inner drive and motivation 
um, you know, to do these things because let's be honest, like nobody, it, it's hard. Mm. It's hard getting up in the morning, mm. you know. Nobody likes getting up at 5 a.m., <laughs> you know. And, but uh, but we do what we have to. Mm. Um, and, and if you're in your 20s, especially in your 20s, I think it was Bill Gates that said, I never took a day off in my 20s mm. because believe me, as you get older, you know, you get tired. Yes, yes. <laughs> so if you're, you know, in your 20s or younger and you're listening to this you know take advantage of Mm -hmm. that youth and that energy that you have and go to work every day I promise you that you know those video games or uh, that happy hour you know can can wait Mm -hmm. or you can always reschedule that distractions Um, can wait but the but the work has to get done Mm -hmm. and the only way work gets done is by showing up yes so you know show up every day that's the hardest part because once you're there you might as well do the work mm-hmm. right you're yes. not going to show up and not not do, do anything yeah. and not be productive so just show up just get up and tell yourself if i you know it's, it's the first step if you can get there then you're halfway there mm-hmm. um second is i'd say find a mentor okay you know find a teacher uh, in whatever it is that you're doing uh, in my case i i'd say i'd have two mentors uh, one for life, which is my mom. <laughs> you know, my mom's uh, an entrepreneur mm-hmm. uh, most of her life now, uh, and and I've by just watching her uh, learned, uh, you know, the shifts in markets. You know, uh, it's a completely different business, mm-hmm. but just understanding. Uh, business from processes and from procedures and having organization and you know even marketing Mm. um, you know and um, and just having an overall sense of what it takes to build a business which I feel is what I'm doing right now Mm. so Mm. I actually call my mom you know and I talk to her a lot about business you know Mm. because although we have two completely different businesses there's things I can take from her and apply it to my own yes to my own goals um, you know, and then my other mentor, uh, you know, who I, I spoke about, Carlos, I mean, that that man literally sat with me, you know, with contracts and taught me uh, the ins and outs of, mm. of real estate. Mm. Um, and although, uh, you know, I've left that company and I left him, I, I continue to talk to him all the time. It was just actually his birthday. But I, I replace his mentorship because mm-hmm. I feel that I've gotten everything I got out of mm-hmm. him and now I've replaced that with you know the 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 developer of 41 West wow. now this guy without him even knowing has now become a mentor to me to mm-hmm. teach me about new development mm-hmm. so there's always something to learn mm-hmm. you know and and you have to uh, naturally be curious mm-hmm. um, and so you know, never stop learning and, and never never stop seeking out those who you want to be like, mm. you know, and, and ask them if they're willing to, to teach you something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I said, do it for free, yeah. you know, <laughs> uh, because their time is valuable, yes. you know, but their yes. time is also in the long run, probably going to make you a lot of money. Yes. You know, and so... So have a mentor, you know, have teachers, have somebody that can can show you something mm-hmm. um, and pay attention. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then lastly is uh, belief, yeah. you know, uh, belief in yourself. Like I said, you know, going through the hardest moments of my life in 2006, 7, 8, all the way probably to 2010 where the market 
crashed and then slowly came back up you know when the world is is telling you to go the other way mm. um you know you just have to listen to your inner dialogue and your intuition and because it's never wrong no. you know it, it'll never see you wrong and if you just believe in that and if you can cancel out the noise and listen to it then you'll always be on the right path yeah. you know and so there you believe in yourself but you know belief also comes from doing the work which goes back to number one right because i'm able to walk into a room uh, of you know of a of a of a developer or even I'm able to walk into a situation where I'm dealing with homeowners that are 70 and 80 years old and I'm telling them what they need to do and you know I'm half their age you know but that that belief uh, that confidence comes from you know just being doing the work over prepper you know over preparing myself you know is going to allow me to be confident. Uh, and believe in whatever it is that I'm talking about in any situation with anybody listening. And so, you know, just trust yourself. You know what's best for yourself. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's awesome. You know, like, I hope you guys heard all of that and soak that in. If you have to take a break and listen to this over, like, the day or whatever, I know you're going to get, like, some great stuff from it. Um, Miguel has been great today. You know, it was really nice talking to you, Miguel. Like, I've learned so much. Thank you, and, you know, for I can't... asking me to do this. This is the first time I've done oh, this. Oh, man, you, in... you're, doing, you're doing excellent, <laughs> honestly. And, guys, like, look, if you'd like to connect with him, I'm going to leave his descriptions in the um, description box below. And, you know, I'm definitely going to be making up a worksheet to help, you know, you guys. The same one I'm going to use, you know, in my journey over the next four years. And I'm going to be, you know, like, I'm going to become a crab <laughs> around Miguel, literally calling him every time and say, okay, what do you think about this? Am I doing this the right way? And I'm definitely going to look for a mentor because I didn't even think about that. I literally thought I had to look for a company to do this and that. But I, you know what? Learning it is different from doing it, yeah. you know, and, and when you learn and do, you have this level of confidence that no one can mess about with you and, exactly. and that's important and there's there's something different to doing it rather than reading it out oh, of yes. the book oh, yes. there's a lot of value in the book and you'll yeah. get a lot but actually yeah. doing the work there's no substitution oh no 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 there, I mean I, I can't even that makes so much sense it's part of like what I said you know in the episode education in series one and you know education is lifelong mm -hmm. and you have to learn whichever way you, you see fit it doesn't have to be in the classroom or from a book right. it can be live from watching someone which is usually to be honest to me the best way um, I'd like to thank you so so thank much you. for doing this with me and then you know, I know Thank this you. is like one of the this is a great conversation of the hash HTMAM kind there's so many useful things that you've given me and of course our listeners I'm wishing you so much luck with 41 West and wishing you more success um, and if anyone wants to find out about 41 West for instance or your projects what, where would they go for, you know like a website uh, well they can follow me on Instagram it's, mm -hmm. that's, that's been a big tool for me um, ushering this new era of technology in real estate. It's mm -hmm. Miguel underscore T underscore uh, Diaz. Um, also on Facebook, if you just type in my name, Miguel Torres Diaz, I have my website, MiguelTDiaz.com. Mm -hmm. um, and if you just Google my name, you know, I should pop up somewhere. Just Google his name, guys. Like, literally, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm going to become your stalk next stalker. <laughs> Thank you so much, Miguel. It's been awesome having you. Um, and guys, until next time, bye.